When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Tim. Yes, Kevin? Remember when we were going to do Star Wars music with this show and then... (laughs) I, I literally just turned on the stream and this weird club music was on. It's Synthwave. Okay, this weird club music is on. It's synthwave. It's it's what I got. It's what I got. Welcome Thanks, everyone Chris. to the first episode. Are they ready for this transition though, Tim? Do it, Kevin. Do uh, it, Tim. What? Take us. Did you already did you, take us to hyperspace. Punch it. <laughs> Here we are. Are we in? Are we in hyperspace? We're out oh, of hyperspace. We've come out of <sighs> hyperspace. Dude, if you you, you got to watch out for the nav computer. We could it, we could go through a, a a star or into a small planet. Never tell me the odds, Tim. Love it. We could just be Star Wars nerds all the time now, Kevin. So I know. So we're we're and we'll get into that. And we're going to talk to you. We're going to give you all the info you need to enjoy this show to its fullest Kevin, potential. You're bald. I am. I I lost all my hair setting all this. No, I'm kidding. Hey, man. <laughs> Good. Tim's the only one that said something negative about it. I haven't said anything <laughs> negative about it. When I saw you, you were like, I "Now said- we have two bromance." <laughs> I didn't say that. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. You're I don't like, remember saying that. Now we have two bins. Um, no, I did. I would never. So, this is the first episode. I don't know what Tim's drinking, but I pulled out some good stuff. Chat. I uh, I pulled I out. Have a big uh, look. I even have a big ice cube in there. I pulled out the McAllen 15 for this Ooh. first episode, uh, and we will have another drink after Tim gets the email that says, hey, we're doing this with Dave Filoni. Oh, I was like, what email? What did I miss? Oh, God. No, He's kidding. So, cheers. That email will never come. Please. Boring. Cheers. He's too optimistic, Chad. It makes me sick. What an ass. Cheers. I have my Death Star... Uh, Ice ball too. See, I couldn't find any good Death Star ice cube molds. Mine, honestly, mine's just a circle. Oh, that's okay. all it is. They, they, I used to have the um, these R two D two ice cube ones, and they never mm-hmm. came out looking like R two D two because water does whatever <laughs> it wants. So the circle is good enough, and that's the all ones that are designed for like Jello molds, and yeah. you turn it into ice. Yeah. yeah, it's just it is what it is. Um. Right. But cool, yeah. What are you drinking? Uh, I'm doing a screwball today. Oh, look at that! And just we won't always drink scotch. We might have a mixed drink, you know. D- 
Disney Mai Tais are, are a staple. Oh. So we might mix it up and do some fun stuff, but scotch on the first night. 100%. This stuff is so smooth and delicious. My God. Fine oak. So let's talk about the show. Let's talk about where we were. Let's talk about where we are now. Let's talk about where we want to be. And then we'll, we'll, we will go from there. So the biggest thing is when Tim and I, when we got the new studio, Tim and I were super excited about Mandalorian. Like we we were losing it over Mandalorian. We were we, well. We should we should go back farther. Okay, go back farther. It was after it was after Guardian Con, mm-hmm. and we did the Star Wars panel, and it was just something fun. Yeah, they were like, oh, this would be neat. Like if you know, we we did like a one off thing, but then we saw how many people showed up, and how many people liked having a conversation with us about Star Wars and some of the nerdiest stuff that I didn't even think about. Was I mean, brought up. We had um, two, three hundred people at our panel with Mister Woodhouse. Yeah, uh, if, if you didn't GCX last year, and that was kind of confirmation as to how a diverse this community is. And it sucks because this year I had such big plans, like we were going to go balls to the wall and try so many new things because Star Wars works so well um, with kind of breaking that mold of of video games, just video games. And, uh, you know, I want to do Marvel this year and a whole bunch of other stuff. But we will we will save that for next year. Um, but, yeah, we had we had so much support from that. And it was like two, three hundred people. We had like a couple, I think it was five, six, seven hundred watching at home. Mm. Uh, and that was just us doing it on the fly, throwing it together and saying, let's see if the shit sticks to the wall. Um, it stuck. It stuck. And so Kevin. So I started talking to Kevin about us doing a Star Wars specific podcast. And. We talked about it and we thought, and then, and then the Mandalorian came out, and we're like, "Oh, we'll just call it Spoiler Cast instead of anything to do with Star Wars." Bad move. And that was a bad move. <laughs> a Origi- bad move. Originally, we didn't want to limit ourselves to Star Wars. <laughs> yuck, and, yuck. And, <laughs> and boy, howdy, did we learn real quick that we just keep on coming back to Star Wars? Yeah, because it's it's Tim and I would say for me, it's tied for my favorite intellectual property. Tim, I'd mm-hmm. say you're you're on there. My other one would be Lord of the Rings, but um, Marvel, like Mar- Marvel and, and Star Wars, are yeah. just like that's what does it for me. Yeah. So it's something easy for both of us to talk to. There's so much we can talk about in the entire universe. Um, one thing I want to say, and I think this is important, we're not going to limit this to just new Disney. You know, we want to go back and explore old legend stuff that maybe Tim and I have never seen, which. There's probably a ton of it. Um, Not canon, Kevin. It doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, you're going to be that guy? Listen. <laughs> the only thing that matters is what is canon now. And this is not canon. Therefore, it doesn't matter. Yes. Uh, like that kid on Twitter who tried to say that D- Disney stole everything from him. And I replied, wow, they broke into your house and took all of your <laughs> your free Disney <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. And George, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. George DM'd me. He was like, I can't think of a better response than that one. Ooh, Kevin. I spicy. Yeah, spicy guy. Uh, so you can still do clips, chat. We don't really use a. I don't think we've ever used copyrighted music on Rare Drop. Uh, you can still clip things. It's just whether or not your broadcaster wants to, in a live format, use copyright or non-copyright music. I know for me personally... This is a conversation Tim doesn't need to have with anyone because lucky him. Uh, I know for me personally, um, I will be just sticking to non-copyright so you guys can 
maintain your clips and stuff. It's a small sacrifice. Back to the introduction of the podcast, Kevin. But it isn't that. Uh, one thing that, so yeah, we, we want to stick to anything. But the, here's the cool thing, and here's where it gets exciting, and here's where it gets fun for you guys. We're bringing back uh, Slido, which we use during Mandalorian, uh, for questions. So you can pop questions in there. You're not restricted to doing it during the show. You can do it anytime you want. I'm going to go through it with Paul and manage it and make sure that everybody's questions are getting answered as long as you're not asking the same question 10 times in a row. Um, and the other thing is, is like, let's say there's a book that you're like, I think this would be great for like a two or three part episode. You and Tim should read this book and then we should talk about it. We want to do that with you too. So if there's Star Wars books, legends, canon, whatever, as long as we can get our hands on it, we will consume it and tell you what we think, go through it with you. So it's almost like the mentality going into this is kind of like a book club. But not just restricted to books. We can look at animated. We can look at, you know, let's look at this episode. For instance, for me right now, in my heavily restricted leisure time, I'm watching Clone Wars in the chronological order. Nice. I'm like six episodes in. It's a very different feel. It's very weird. Uh, so we will talk about Yuzan Vong. I knew that was going to come up today. I knew one person couldn't let the day go by would be in like, we got to talk about the Yuzan Vong at some point. Uh-huh. Um, we will. So use the Slido link, pop your shit in there. We may not get to it every single week, but know that we're going to read it and look at it and make sure that, you know, we can make it like part of the cadence of the show. Um, please no personal questions about Tim taking off his shirt, which by the way, you all have a lot of screenshots from the charity stream from Friday. You guys are creepy as, as, as very creepy. I, li I, I like seeing Tim without a shirt on, but it's, you know, it's like, it's, uh, it's, it, is, it is what it is. Thank you, Sven. I appreciate that. And Foxman, thank you for 15. Skylos, thank you for six. Dragonzord, thank you for the new one. Um, it's okay, chat. I still love you. Oops. Hold on. I closed Facebook. I'm sorry. I gotta reopen you. It's okay. I have you. I have you here, Facebook. Did they say anything of, of note that I need to respond to? There we go. No, they're just talking about my butt now. One day, Tim. One day. Um, so, yeah. That's pretty much the, the cadence of the show. Where we want to go. We're open to ideas. Another cool factor in this. we When we made the announcement, we had some pretty awesome and influential friends come to us and be like, I want to be a guest on this. And when he says, like, pretty big and influential friends, he's not talking about Dave Filoni, Freddie Prince Jr., or any of the other actors that are involved in the Rebels or Clone Wars. Uh, that's Tim's assumption. Pablo Pascal is not going to come on the show. We'll see. <clears throat> what person, Tim, does not want to come and sit down and have a conversation about Star Wars with two adults while they sip on some scotch? Probably anyone who has to do it full time. No. Have you? Have you? Have you seen John Favreau talk about Star actually, Wars? <laughs> I would actually love to have Sam Witwer on the show. He seems like a really cool guy. I uh, and and I'm not even fluffing this when I say it. Like I He's feel on like Twitch. he streams video games on Twitch. He I loves feel like Battlefront. I feel like getting Sam and getting Freddie and people like that is not hard. Dave probably harder, but give me some time. But people like that, you know, we we can we can we can get to. Dave Filoni and John Favreau coming on next week, guys. <laughs> I will guarantee you that Harrison Ford will never appear on this show. That I will guarantee you. Oh, you're about to say I can guarantee you Harrison Ford's coming on the show. No, that oh, I will. Wait a second. I will not. Who do you know? 
I will not bite on... Well, I'll tell you this much about Mark Hamill, chat. He knows GCX exists. In fact, he, he has, has responded with our tweets. He has interacted with our tweets with likes, and he has responded to other people like saying, oh, I'm sorry, I can't make it and things like that. So he he knows we exist. Mm. Give me time. <laughs> I love you and your optimism. It's not optimism. It's, it's business. <laughs> World of difference. Uh, so he knows. So yeah, we, we're... Very excited to go on this journey. Today is just kind of an exploratory episode. See where you guys are at. See what you're thinking. If you're there's topics you want us to dive into immediately. I got Star Wars news up in front of me so we can talk about some of that stuff as well. Um, but we're excited. Facebook, Twitch to go on this journey with you. We are uh, Tim and I have been looking forward to this since we we kind of we didn't end spoiler cast. Like I said, it's just going to be one off episodes of of uh, reworking it. And Ben is probably going to be a major part of reworking it uh but this is gonna be like me and tim's thing we'll let ben come on sometimes and we'll invite Corey. but we all know Corey's never gonna be on this show right tim see there you go he'll never come but if he's we far s- too busy chat if being s- in his bush also if we say that that was wonderful by the way his little bush being- bathroom that he's got going on mm-hmm. it's the per- did you have you peed back there yet it's the no. perfect height it shields mm. you from everything tim perfect Okay. Corey and I peed together. Um, <clears throat> we could get Gary Wood. Yeah. Yeah. There, again, Greggy is a possibility. We want to get the show going. We want people to have a reference point. So today we're here to just kind of chill with you guys, discuss. You can put possible guests into Slido. Like Slido is going to be your your communication to all of us. And, and uh, Paul will be pulling stuff. I'll be pulling stuff. And, and we'll be taking them to the team and looking at what they are. So we've, we've got some already, Tim. Do you want to dig through it a little bit? Just... Sure. Or you want to do the news first? You have news? Yeah, we have some Star Wars news. Oh. We have the uh, Jedi Temple Challenge debuting. Okay, I love that they literally took Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yep. And then just threw Star Wars on top of it. Yep. It's literally the same show. And now me with Hunter and you with Kyler and, and me with Jules, we can point to it and be like, this is your goal. Your goal is to get on this show, child. If you do not, you have shamed the family name and you will be forced to live in a shed in the backyard. Ah, you'll have have to live just like Master Yoda did in a swamp. And overcome, effectively in my yard, yes, that would be the case. (laughs) Uh, I I am excited to see it. I just, I don't know if it'll have any type of adult appeal. I think it'll just Um, be fun to watch with the kids. I don't know if like, I'm definitely down to. I'm def. I, I honestly, it would be cool if it would have been like America's Ninja War, Ninja Warrior, but with Star Wars. That would have been cool. And you know who the host is, right? Um, I don't. It's Ahmed Best. You know who Ahmed Best is? No. He said Jar Jar Binks. Shit. He's not Jar Jar Binks though. He is a Jedi. Yeah, this he's a is, Jedi Master, but that's who that is? Yeah, that's that's the actor that played Jar Jar Binks. They're oh, giving him a chance to redeem himself. No, dude. And I guess this is all canon, right? So uh, anything that happens in this show is considered canon, right? I don't know. I mean, there's two droids that look like C-3PO and R2-D2 on the poster that seem like mm-hmm. they'll maybe they'll be a part of... The, is there like an Olmec Jedi Master yeah, thing going no, on? No, so Olmec is Yoda. Oh, he's in it? Yeah, Yoda talks to the kids. Oh, I didn't. I missed that. Where was that? Uh, there's a clip. There, there's, it's one. It's in the trailer. It's like Yoda's talking to the kids. I would assume that's Olmec. Okay. 
So I missed that. it's just like it's just like going to Disney World when they do the 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 Jedi Temple thing when the kids are swinging their lightsabers and shit. Oh God, that was... left strike, right strike, lightning bolt. That was the fourth <laughs> choke. No. Yoda coming on during the lightsaber building was the highlight of that experience. And, and Hunter just looking up and being like, yo, is, is he really here? Like, looking around the room. Where's Yoda at? I hear him, but I don't see him. Oh, man. And Frank Oz is playing Yoda. Nice! Uh, Frank must be bored. He's got nothing else to do. Tim, we're all bored right now. I feel that deep, Kevin. Frank, Frank gladly would lay down the line. Plus, Frank Oz is that type of guy. He, he reminds me of... Um, What's his name? Who is like forever Batman? Kevin uh, <sighs> from the Batman the Animated Series. Oh, um, it's Kevin something. I can't remember his last name. Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Kevin thank you. Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Like if you offer him a Batman gig, he yes. Yeah, of I, course. I he does like all the video games and stuff. He's I, fantastic. I feel like that's Frank Oz as, as as Yoda. Same thing. Like oh yeah, I'll do it. Do what I work. I I really still am pissed that. The guy who's the host is Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, but he's not Jar Jar Binks. This is no this... Kevin. It's Jar Jar Binks in a disguise. Oh, you think this is going to add to the legacy of of drunken Jedi Master or Sith Lord Jar Jar Binks? Oh, Misa, so happy to see you. Welcome to my temple. Ahmed no. Best's character on the show is related <sighs> to a character he played in Attack of the Clones, so he's related to Jar Jar Binks. Is that what you're? Oh God. You're really gonna make Tim hate the show. I hate. I hate it. I really am not happy about it now. Chad, don't do this to Tim. Anyways, continue, Kevin. That was all I had on that, and it was. Uh, oh. it's, it's been quiet. The only other big piece of news. Oh, um, something got pushed back. Um, High Republic got pushed back. Yeah, there was that. The High Republic uh, book series got pushed back to. Which they- sucks. I got the. I got the notification on my phone from Audible that my pre-order of the High Republic book got pushed back. Yeah. And that hurt me deep. And then the other very sad. The other thing is we're gonna find out with the Star Wars video game that someone hacked the PlayStation Store and found. Oh yeah, because EA Play. Well, EA Play got pushed back a little bit. Was that EA Play? I thought that was the PlayStation reveal. Oh, is it the PlayStation reveal? I think the PlayStation. Reveal I would assume has it would that. have been an EA Play as well because it's an EA title. Might be both. Either way, the big the big thing with that is don't have these lofty expectations for like this new crazy open world star wars game for a few reasons one it's both one okay it looks like they said this is not a major title no it's gonna be something small and two it seems to be some sort of starfighter uh dog fighting game i said that months ago you did you did we have it on record on the old show so don't get like Excited, and then don't get salty when they announce it, and it's everything we just said. And you're like, I wanted an open world. I wanted an open RPG. world Kotar remake. With what? This, uh, this where's my VR Star Wars game? You played the Vader game. I did. And Vader you, Immortal. You all were having parts of it. Lorgasms all over your studio. Kevin, there. It ta- Kevin, it explains everything about uh, Mustafar. It's the entire. It's the entire lore of Mustafar. And then it also talks about, it also uh, helps explain uh, why Vader is running around um, collecting relics and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
He's trying to bring Padme back from the dead, Mm -hmm. which then also ties into the Vader comics of Padme being live. Wild shot. But is she? Which I haven't read yet. I so now that we're doing this, I feel like I need to read the Vader comics. I just want them to all. I want them to all come out at once, so I can just read them all at one go instead of like do it episodically. Fuzz, thank you for twenty one. Tim, if you could have any guest in the world on this show, no, no strings attached, who would it be? Fuck. Um. I mean, I've always wanted to talk to Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. So I'm I'm two sided because I feel like I want to pick George Lucas's brain. I don't. But on the flip side, I feel like Dave Filoni would be a much more interesting conversation. Yeah. So, oh, have you been watching the essentially the Deb Diaries of the Mandalorian? No, I was going to on Disney Plus. I was going to talk to you about it tonight and say, should I start watching that so we can we can discuss like episodes one through four next episode. So episode I think it's episode six now, seven, six or seven, six. And so and so it goes through and like it, it just breaks it off piece by piece. So like one episode's all about technology. So it talks about their entire room of the LED screens and working mm-hmm. with Epic and Unreal uh, and being able to do all of those like set changes and stuff and just like so each each episode is is like 20 minutes long or so 20 to 30 minutes long and it just it just talks about just one piece like they talk about um, all the directors so like every director they broke off and they talked about each one and like their take on the Mandalorian and on Star Wars um, it's good it's really good I, uh, I, I'm going to watch episodes one through four, and then we can talk about them next week. How's that sound? Just watch all of them. All right. Will, they're all, be, all, will they all be done like, by next week? Isn't there eight episodes? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, so I've watched or I've already watched up to six. So when so watch. All right. I'll, and, I'll so, get caught up. So and then watch we can talk all the way it. through and then we'll just talk about it. There's, there's, it's, there's not honestly a lot to talk about. Like, it just it just helps you appreciate the level of detail that was taken within the confines of the budget that they set for themselves. Like even the, like, and, and what's really cool is like, honestly, I love listening to John Favreau talk more than really anyone else because he talks about his expertise in like directing movies, like the jungle book and the lion King and how he took all of those techniques that he learned from um, like essentially working with a blue screen set with a live set at the same time. And then in how like those pieces of that were not perfect and then how in lion king they essentially did everything within vr like he actually had an oculus and or not he was using a um a vive he was using a vive and he was actually like directing in vr uh which was really neat and so they took all of that and then did that for the mandalorian which i thought was really cool didn't they show that in imagineering too like they were doing building things in in the VR realm to yes so so in Imagineering so if you watch the Imagineering series on Disney Plus they actually talk about how they do all of their ride um, engineering so like proof of concept of like how things would work so they have the tech laid out so you have like a shell of a of a ride vehicle and you have the pathing but they don't actually have the ride itself designed in real world but they design design it in engine. And so you go through the entire thing in VR while physically feeling it so you don't get, you know, sick. Wild. But yeah. Bees uh, with $3 tips that I have a picture from the stream where Tim says he loves Jar Jar. Bullshit. 
<laughs> Sips. All right, I'll watch it and then we can we can chew on it next week. Uh, I will plow through it this week. Yeah, it's it's honestly it's it's something that you can just easily get lost in. Yeah, I'm sure. Just, I've seen clips from so it. and I'm like interesting. And the episode the episode where where um uh they talk about how important Qui Gon and Darth Maul as characters were. Mm-hmm. I'm just like. Oh shit! I never thought of it like that. Ah, so deep. Did it echo? Very, very deep. Did it echo Freddy's rant about Darth Maul? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. It really did. Like, like the way that Dave Filoni like talks about the importance of Qui Gon and the importance of Darth Maul, like within the dueling of the fates. Like the duel of the duel fate. That yeah, the dueling of fates is like really interesting because it's not. I saw that clip. It is the fate of Anakin. Yeah, you know, I saw it's that either, clip. It's either Qui-Gon is going to be the father figure that Anakin always needed, or it's going to be Obi-Wan who's going to be the just the mentor and the teacher and nothing more. And it's just like, oh, fuck, he's right. Like, and he needed that and got taken away. It was, just, it was really good. It was yeah. just fantastic. I saw that clip. It was it was. I think I retweeted it, too, because I was like, oh, boy, these yeah, are conversations like, I want to have. Yeah, and it's, and it's crazy because, like, he... He talks about it with such authority. Like Dave Filoni just is is the guy. I mean, he is outside outside of of Lucas. Like Filoni's the dude. Um, like he is the keeper of the of of the lore. He is he is everything. Like he knows everything inside and out, which is insane. And when Kathleen Kennedy finally retires, like Dave Filoni's going to be the guy. I hope There's so. No doubt in my mind. I hope so. Um, I honestly didn't know. And then going back to this whole thing with the behind the scenes of the Mandalorian. I didn't know that Kathy Kennedy, I didn't know that she had been working with Lucas. Yeah, she's not a Disney person. Like, she's a Lucas person. Dude, she's a Lucas dude. She's been working with him since Indiana Jones. Yeah, no, she's, she's I didn't OG. know that. Everyone assumes she's Disney. She's Lucas. Yeah, she's she's been working with George for many, many years. I had no idea. Yeah, everyone thinks Kathleen's like some Disney plant put in star wars to that's what i, that's to what ruin I assumed, everything I from that. the inside well, no i just assumed that she was just she was groomed later on i didn't realize that yeah. george and her like she was george's right hand lady for the longest time now that's how she got the job was because she's a george person not a disney yeah. person because no it makes sense like when he comes to that you want to keep it in-house right you when they when they did the purchase i think a lot of it was we don't want to dismantle what's working we just want to invest and grow right. Uh, and add to our circle of what we have. You know, you don't yeah. want to come in and, and take apart something that's but already she, like she's And honestly, she's extremely knowledgeable when it comes to just like the tech and like just how like production's done and like how movies are made and things like that. So listening to her, li- even though I don't enjoy listening to her talk as much, the things that she talks about is extremely insightful, which I just like this entire, like, honestly, you will enjoy this entire series. It's so good. All right. We'll watch it this week and we will, we will catch up with it on Monday. Whiskey. Thank you for a year. So yeah. So I, I will sit down. That'll be part of the conversation next week. And uh, we'll go from there. That's it for news. Like it, it's been pretty quiet on entertainment as a whole, let alone star Wars uh, for obvious reasons. So, you know, we, we'll... Have we heard what's going to happen to Celebration? Nope. Check the website again. It is two months away. They didn't answer our... Uh, it is two months away. They didn't answer our application either. Well, I would assume it's canceled. <laughs> tickets on sale. Buy tickets with a countdown. Uh, they literally can't do it. 
You can't right now. Yikes. That's a big yike, dude. They won't completely cancel it, but they can they can convert everything to online. I think they could do digital. Like there's no there's no problem with them doing digital, but I see a huge issue with a like have you've never have you been to celebration before? No. Okay. So so celebration at Anaheim at the Anaheim Convention Center. Mm-hmm. It's think of it. It feels like PAX East. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the pictures and video yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so that's what it feels like. And so I don't know how they'll be able to, like, in 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 light of everything that's going on right now with, you know, COVID and, and, and social distancing and blah, 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 blah. I, I don't know how they can confidently put on an expo of this magnitude and still deliver a, a, a well-run physical event. Uh, Reed Pop, who's the company that's... They do packs and stuff too, and Comic Con has a statement saying they're monitoring the situation. That's it. Ooh. But every other Read Pop event that I know of has been canceled, so I would assume this will be no different. They might just be waiting to announce once they have the digital stuff all in line. Say, Kevin, a celebration next year? Is next year going to be in Orlando? Mm, they, I don't think they've announced. They might skip next year. It depends. It depends on. The cadence of content, I think, because like they took off between 17 and 18. So 17, there was no Star Wars celebration. It was London and then it was and then it wasn't wasn't anything. I was supposed to I was supposed to go this year. Tim and I were going to actually Orlando pause London and then Anaheim. Tim and I were going to we were applying to have spoiler cast. Now we uh, will have a much stronger case for the next celebration. Uh, but we were planning to have spoiler cast on the their podcast stage. And either way, I was going to go because I was going to take my wife to California for this and then do some stuff for her birthday. But obviously, that's not happening now. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah. Orla- Orlando's or, or the Orlando celebration was super fun. Um, they didn't put it in the, the main Orange County Convention Center. They did it in one of the the smaller sites um, off from the main convention center. But that was, that was fun. That was fantastic. They had a, um, they had a full scale um, forest moon of Endor uh, shield generator bunker. They had the doors and then they had an AT ST that was standing outside of it, which was pretty cool. We need stuff like that for GCX too. I know that's what that's, that's all I want is that experience for you guys, but that's a whole other conversation for a different podcast. Don't don't worry. Don't worry, Chant. We're working on it. Um, pulling up the Slido stuff. Take some questions from you. Again, tonight's open format. We're just hanging out, drinking some scotch, and talking about Star Wars. Next week, have you? Have, are you reading any in your in your you know lots of spare time that you have, Kevin? Have you been, have you been doing any Star Wars reading? No, no Star Wars reading. I'm reading other huh. stuff, just not Star Wars. Uh, so I finished the Ahsoka book. Mm-hmm. It was okay. I've heard it's it's good, uh, but like, not great. Like, they were, no, it was it was okay. Like they talk about how like Ahsoka purifies, um, like the red Kyber crystal, and so how they turn white. It happens so fast that I actually had to rewind it because I, I I I do a lot of my Star Wars books on audio tape because the narrators that do it are fantastic. And actually, the um, I forget her name. the The woman who voices Ahsoka narrates this book in the voice of Ahsoka, which is fantastic. And um. 
you get to the point where she kills the is it the four it's one one of one of the one of the inquisitors i forgot it, it was something brother it's one of the brothers um takes the kyber crystal and then it purifies it but it just it happens so fast i figured it would have taken like a large amount of force energy and something over time and it just like and sh and that was that i'm like oh wait that happened uh fourth brother thank you uh yeah so i was i was a little it was a little frustrating but it explains how like ahsoka gets her lightsabers after she buries the ones with with rex's body and um yeah, that was that. I was hoping for more. I was hoping for more of a, like a better connection between the end of Clone Wars and Rebels when she shows up. But it just essentially just sets the stage for Ahsoka as a freedom fighter. And that's that. Eddie, thank you for three. Um, yeah, and it retcon the end of Clone Wars, right? No, Clone yeah, Wars retcon the end of the book. Yes, yeah, so Clone Wars, the show, um, did it incorrectly if you hold it up against the book but the book the book's a little weird i honestly like i i like the way they did it in the show versus how they did it in the book the show was okay i i, I personally like i i get i got through the part in the book and i was just like eh, this is weird so I, I i like the show the show the way that the show shows ahsoka uh the way that they think ahsoka's dead I like that version more. Zach asks us, if you were a Jedi, would you be more force-based or lightsaber-based for battle skills? Um, I would probably be a hybrid. Um, that's always that's always been my thing. If I play any MMORPG, I'm always a hybrid. I'm usually like a, uh, I'm usually like a, a, a warrior mage. So I like to be like tanky and like in the shit and still like using magic. Um, so yeah, I'd probably be like a Mace Windu kind of guy. Oh, you're gonna what? These mother Sith on this yeah, starship. Dude, like honestly, like okay, okay. So Mace in the movie's a bitch, but like no, Mace, yeah, he's kind of a bitch. No, he's Mace not. overall though is like one of the most powerful Jedi, and he's a badass. So yeah, I probably would be like a Mace Windu Jedi. Thank you for three. Yeah, I definitely would be a battle mage Jedi. Kevin? I would be like 40-60 in favor of the force. Okay. Not down the middle split because I feel like the force is a bit more resourceful and brute strength and skill with a lightsaber. Mm. As we've learned through countless amounts of teaching materials, both legends and canon. So you wouldn't... Okay, so you wouldn't be a... Lightsaber is important. The weapon right. of of a force user, but I feel like this the force is a weapon is of a Jedi. Well, it's I didn't want to say that. And beautiful than a blaster, because then all the the little Empire loving shit boys will come out and be like, "Well, I'm a Sith." Um, I feel like the force has a bit more of a tool belt in it. You can do more with it. Uh, you can learn new things. You can adapt. So I would be more so in favor of the so force. You wouldn't be so you wouldn't be a Darth Plagueis. No, that would be just resilient on on just the force and the force alone. Too much. You got to know how to fight. If you get into a tussle, you got to know how to throw down too. But okay, all right, okay, all right, Kevin. If you are if you are extremely force, if you if you rely extremely on the force, and you have no battle sense, you have no battle capability. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that make you 
way more powerful than any white lightsaber bearing individual. It depends. Could you just like, could you just like break them apart at the molecular level? It depends on your connection to the force. It seems like most force users specialize in something. You ever notice that? Yeah. Well, they all have like, it's almost like a mutant. It's almost like a mutation. Like they have, they have something in them. And, and this actually is talked about in the Ahsoka book. So the Jedi, they all have like one area of expertise. Um, so like, um, there's a girl that comes up in the book and she's more force. Like she can sense things more. Like she, she just has just a better sense of everything around her, all of her surroundings. She just has a, a better connection with the living force. Um, whereas Ahsoka couldn't sense that as much. Ahsoka had better physical skills because of the force, which I thought was very interesting. I never really realized that was a thing. Yeah. That makes no. sense. The, for, the force yeah. can enhance your physical abilities. Yeah, it's just it's just like a mutation in X-Men. So everyone seems to specialize in a thing. So some can manipulate midichlorians. Gag. Some can use fort light, force lightning more adept than others. You have battle meditation from Old Republic. There's a million different things. No one seems to be, except like Abeloth or anything like that, it seems to be jack of all trades and I can do everything. Uh, Palpatine. Not everything. He wouldn't have died. What do you mean? He literally does everything. He's died so many times, Tim. And comes back. Have you seen him fight with a lightsaber? He's fucking terrifying, yeah, Kevin. He He's that the He beat me. Spins. He's terrifying. His but how fight against his fight against Darth Maul in Clone Wars is terrifying. How much of that though is the Force and not his? Adeptness with a the physical saber. There's a I think difference. It's a great comp, but I think it's a combination of like his ability to like to be a, a wielder of the force as a weapon, and also his ability to duel with a lightsaber. Like they go hand in hand. It's like a shield and a sword. It was terrifying, scary. Can Palpatine do a Jedi mind trick? Exactly. I love how I look up at the screen that has you on it, like you're like you could see me looking back at you and giving the look. No, I know, I know what kind of look you're giving me. I just that's why I shake my head. As long as you know. Uh. uh da, da, da. Is Dis? This is from anonymous. Is Disney taking Star Wars in the direction y'all thought George Lucas would go? I don't think. I think George Lucas was really high through most of his creation of star wars so i don't think he knew where he was going i don't love what george lucas did after four five and six uh and then everything outside of that was his flavor of the month that somebody else came up with <laughs> rocky road i'm feeling mint chip today yeah so i i if you're if you're asking did george lucas find other stuff that other people wrote to include in canon whenever he felt one thing should be canon and one thing shouldn't be. Compared so to Disney, is, I mean, so we got to wait a decade before we can even make that decision with Disney. I I think, I think when George so there's so there's another documentary that's on. Disney oh, hold on, Plus. pause, chat. If you're gonna watch a show, know right now that I think episode one and episode two are two of the worst movies, not Star Wars movies, two of the worst movies in history. 
I watch them because they take place in the Star Wars universe. I don't watch them because they're good movies. Terrible acting, terrible writing, terrible story. Best lightsaber fight ever in episode one. Yoda with a lightsaber episode two. You lose me after that. Continue, Tim. Um, I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. Anakin and Obi-Wan's fight's pretty dope on Mustafar. I think like that that is a fun fight to watch. I think it was choreographed very, very well. Um But if you so there's another documentary that talks about like essentially the creation of Star Wars and like where and, and also they talk about it in the Mandalorian behind the scenes stuff as well. Like the whole like how George filmed it and like where his ideologies came from and like where he was as a creator of content at that moment in time. Um, I, I don't think George was overall ready for Star Wars to become what it became. How do you prepare 70, for like, that? I don't know. Like, I don't I blame don't him because, on like, that front. So, so I, just, I, had no, I had no idea that George was like primarily like an indie filmmaker. So like Lucas was an indie filmmaker in the 60s. And you have to think about like the point in time where we are when Star when when A New Hope came out. So you're mid seventies. So what is it? Seventy four. When 75? the first one came out. Yeah, chat. When did A New Hope come out? Was it 74, 75, something like that? Um, seventy seven. Seventy seven. May twenty fifth, nineteen seventy seven. Okay, so nineteen seventy seven. Okay, so, so like, look at where we are as like as a country, like as a like, as like where we are. Like, we just finished the space race. Like, we're doing all this stuff. Like, sci-fi is, like, really out there. And so I feel like he was... I think he was just trying some things. And it just, like, that stuck. And I think he was like, oh, shit. And now I have to make up more. Like, I, I think the direction he went with in 4, 5, and 6 was one thing. And then he was like... And then he when he started making 1, 2, and 3, he was like, fuck, what are the things that I really wanted to do? And I think he just tried it all out without any care in the world because it's like people are gonna love this shit let's just try this and see what happens um because it just like it doesn't really stick like the storytelling in in four five and six is so different than the storytelling in one two and three and then the storytelling like there's no real consistency throughout star wars which is like the most frustrating and exciting thing at the same time like it leaves so much up for imagination which is which is fun like as a Star Wars fan and as someone who just enjoys the universe like you get to imagine what would happen or like how do you think this transpired um and but that's also frustrating too is like when you when you watch it in order of how it's supposed to be told like there's so many gaps and there's so many things that just don't make sense like did, Kevin have you ever read the explanation of why obi-wan in episode four does not recognize yes r2d2 as his droid yes so obi-wan operates in like he, he operates in the sense like if you ask him a question he will answer it in the way that you asked it and so when luke says like this droid was owned by Obi-Wan Kenobi, he's like, no, I never owned any droids. Well, that's because he technically never owned R2-D2. And I think that's a bullshit excuse. I, I hate that. I think it's dumb. What about um, what about the theory that the reason Vader and, and Obi-Wan just kind of stare at each other during their lightsaber fight is that they're so in tune. Dude, they're to, fighting in the mind, dude. <laughs> the way each they're other having fight. a mind fight. They're that's having a having... mind fight while they're doing fencing. I hate that. <laughs> So much. 
20 years, Kevin. That's all that's transpired from episode three to episode four. <laughs> 20 years. And somehow Obi-Wan turned into a into a prune. And you know how they explain that one? Tatooine had some yeah. type of physiological effect yeah. on Obi-Wan yeah, that made that him age older. <laughs> Holy shit. I hate that so much. Again, George in his storytelling, there's no consistency. Four, five, and six, beautiful story. So One, you, two, and three make no sense if you put them up against it. Think about it. As a kid, aging 20 years like that would make sense. You'd be like, oh, yeah, that's nothing. As an adult, you'd be like, wait a minute. He's out in the middle of the desert, separated from everyone, just watching over Luke from afar. That sounds like a vacation. Yeah. And he's, he's and he's, oh, oh, and he's also learning from Qui-Gon Jinn how to live after death. Yes. That's all he's doing. That is literally all he's doing out there. For 20 years. And somehow 16? he turned into he, he went from he went from roughly thirty years old, give or take, because from episode one to episode three, oh, roughly ten ish years or so, right? So Obi Wan could have been sixteen between sixteen and eighteen. So he's twenty eight, thirty at best. So in theory, episode four, Obi Wan should be no older than fifty years old. That's another one. Leia saying, "I remember my mother." Or I saw my mother when I was young. Oh! <laughs> There's no consistency. I, that's kind of the charm of it at the same time, though. Exactly. Like, that's the fun part of it because you get to, like, we get to come back. And, yeah, yeah. And, and, and now we're, like, we're filling in all these gaps with, like, fun storytelling. But still, like, I don't think George knew what he was doing at all through any of it. Like, four five and six i think he got it i think he it's, like under he told a great story from he, like start to finish you have like a you have a you have an antagonist that ends up becoming a protagonist because at the end of the day the emperor was the big bad guy which i think is beautifully done it's super cool because you think vader's in episode four vader is presented to you as the big bad guy and in episode five you're like oh fuck he's not the bad guy he's just a, he's a pawn he's he's a puppet and you learn about the emperor which is great and then you learned that Vader isn't the bad guy anymore. He's Vader was never the bad guy. He's just being manipulated by the Emperor, which is super cool. And so, like, you get through the trilogy, and you're like, oh, that was a beautiful story. Father and son reunited. Like, everybody's happy. Awesome. And then George tries to tell the prequel story of, of Anakin. Like, the whole Skywalker saga does not make sense. It's it's confusing. It's convoluted. Um it's, it's very hard to tell that story. I look at it like this. He had an original story. That story was even changed from from what we got. You can I, There's comics of the original story. Yeah, what was the original title for Star Wars supposed to be? Like, it was supposed to be like... Oh, there was like Starkiller that was involved Anakin in it. Anakin Starkiller point. is the hero of the Rebellion and Chewie Star looks... Star Wars story or Chewie something. looks like a huge Greedo. Like, it's, it's all over the place. Um... But we got what we got. But you have to remember, when you storytell in the way that Star Wars has been told, you're putting a puzzle p together backwards. Yeah. You're starting with this small picture, and then you're just adding to the outside of it, but there's no guide, there's no nothing, and you're kind of just piecing it together as you go along, like, uh, 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 yeah, this fits here, okay, do that. But along the way, you're missing pieces and holes and things. And when you look at the complete picture, you're like, oh, but look at that glaring piece that's not fully put together. So... Mm -hmm. That's the charm of it, though. Star Wars, for me, shines bigger in its expanded universe and what people, oh, other people sure. have done with yeah. it um, over the years, whether it's Legends, whether it's current. Like, There's so many 
cool things about a world that the appeal of going to a place like Disney and building a lightsaber and immersing yourself in it. And someone said it in chat, like that's what George was good at. George was good at putting you in that place in that time, in that cantina with those aliens. And well, they talk about that. They talk about that with the Mandalorian and like, they wanted to do that. They wanted to continue that really cool. Like, Yes, they did all the neat stuff with the 3D rendering, but they still wanted to have physical pieces. They wanted you to feel like you were in it. You know, it was more than just like, and that's and that's where Star Wars lost itself in the prequels. In one, two, and three, they lose that sense of physicality. You know, you're no longer physically immersed in this scene. You're no physically immersed within this world because it's all CGI and CGI poorly. Um. And it just wasn't done well. And then you actually look at it. And you're like, oh, because they're in a bl- they're on a blue set the entire time. There's n- there's nothing there. They're they're on a blue set the entire time. And the other problem with that is that they tried to make all the technology and stuff look more Outside modern the to the age. Of what? Yeah. Right. And it least- makes sense. It's like, why did you degrade? Like, how do you go from like the Republic? To them, the Empire, and you degrade in technology. Say, like, and say whatever you want no about sense. 7, 8, and 9. JJ worked hard to make sure that the technology looked like 4, 5, and 6, not it's, 1, 2, yeah. and 3. And they do that in Mandalorian as well. Like, you yep. look at the prop, master, the prop master. Like, they actually go through, like, his his ideology of, of what weapons and armor and everything should look like. And why they continue to still pull from, like, world like surplus World War II weapons. And... And analog style everything because they wanted to keep that true sense of, hey, this is five years after episode six. Why do we need to like do anything different? Right. And and it's almost like George tried to outdo himself with one, two and three. And it was well, a I shortcoming wonder, instead of a, this great success. Like, oh, my God, you did better than than the original. I wonder if he had the same mindset as JJ did when they were going into seven. It's like, OK, I need to figure out how to recapture old star wars fans people who haven't seen this in forever focus camera perfect um i wonder if he was trying to recapture old star wars fans and still and then also capture new ones and bring them into the universe so i wonder if that's why he decided to just overdo it i don't know wouldn't a massive galactic war drive sort of contribute to that no because the empire just took over everything it wasn't the like empire, everything was destroyed so the empire was actually they were designing like new up like new tech like they their r&d program was terrifying rogue one because yeah look at yeah honestly read um read catalyst if you want to know about the imperial r&d program read catalyst and it talks about not just uh, Opera- uh, Operation Stardust, but it also talks about like the um, the Imperial ship that can literally suck ships out of hyperspace. Um, you actually see, you see that in Clone War or in Rebels. You also see it in Vader Immortal. Um, it's it's technology. It's, it looks like two boobs under under the star under a uh, star destroyer, and it can actually suck ships out of hyperspace. It, it's, it's like a, it's a it's a, a badass tractor beam. Reminds um, me so of th- space so things like that. Yeah, no, it really does. Yeah, it looks like it looks like boobs of a uh, of a star destroyer and with the maid um, with the vacuum. Yeah, exactly. Set from uh, blow yeah. to suck. Their uh, their R and D program is is out of this world because what they're doing is they're they're so at this time the empire the empire is actually 
they have convinced their the empire has convinced his people that the empire is all good and all knowing and they're doing everything for the good of the, of of the of of the people. And so he he ends up convincing all of these scientists and everything to come to Coruscant and work on these projects that he can like they think are for good. So like the entire the the entire team that worked on the um essentially the big energy cannon that that, that is the Death Star, um they convinced them that it was going to be an energy project for planets that for like all, like outer rim worlds that had no like ability to sustain themselves like that's what they are using the kyber crystals for you know so it was all it was all in shroud and it was all in, in shadow of what their actual process was and they were even tricking the scientists that were in the r&d programs um that they were just essentially making massive weapons of war steamboat thank you so much for the gifted subs and pd thanks for six um See, we went on a tangent. This is fun. This, this is, is why, fun. I love talking about this shit. This is why we did this. This is the way. We didn't have to look for the next television show to talk about. We can just talk about Star Wars <sighs> again. That was rough. The pressure on me and Tim was like, I, okay, here we are chat. in week six of The Witcher and no one's chat. watching or just, giving a I, shit anymore. I just want you guys to know that The Witcher was probably the most mind-numbing experience when it came to trying to create content around it. I love the show. But talking about it was rough. You can't create content about around everything you enjoy. Can't do I it. I can do it all day about Star Wars. Though. All day. That's for damn sure. All day. Because there's so much to talk about. You can just go on a rant. Like, you can literally just pull one thing out. <laughs> you could literally talk about the Death Star. You could spend a whole hour talking about the Death Star. Brian asks, if George Lucas didn't bow to fan opinion and kept the original evil Jar Jar hiding in plain sight... Would that have improved or hurt the movie further, in your opinion? What? Read that question again. I just hit the check mark. Basically, they were saying that if George Lucas's original plan, which I never do this, apparently, was to have an evil Jar Jar hiding in plain sight, would that have made his character better or worse? That would have made it worse. Like, the whole idea that Jar Jar is a Sith Lord is the most batshit crazy idea ever. Ever. I don't understand the infatuation with Jar Jar being, like, want people wanting him to be a Darth, a, a Sith Lord. Like Darth a, Jar Jar makes no sense at all. I feel like it's a meme. It is a meme. A hundred percent. It's most definitely a meme. But some people believe that shit. You weirdo tinfoil hat wearing Star Wars fans believe that shit. You still believe it. There's some in chat. Both chats. <laughs> okay. Facebook chat does it because they know it pisses me off. Twitch chat on the other hand, I don't know where y'all stand. Facebook chat is just my chat. I don't know about y'all on Twitch. <laughs> Good chat, good. <laughs> and they squashed that. They squashed Jar Jar in in uh in in uh in the books. He dies on Tatooine as a as a clown because they hate him. Did you ever see the interview with JJ that he wanted to put um a Gungan skull in the middle of the desert? Uh, oh my god, that would have been so good. Just that would have been fantastic. Just as an Easter egg for everybody, but he ended up not doing it. 
Well, that's like that's like in uh, the Mandalorian where they have the um the uh the fucking monkey. What do they call them? The 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 job of the hut pet, the monkey, whatever. Oh, like, the, the starts spit. with a K. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, like the that's a that's like just a fun. Like if they would have done something like that, like a gungan on a spit, like that would have been would have been so good. Would have been fantastic. Uh, Haley asked, "Monkey lizard." There you go. Thank, thank you. you. I told you to start with a K. And it was a monkey. Haley asks, "The Darth Vader scene at the end of Clone Wars. What's your take on it? Do you feel like it's our last time seeing Anakin with a little bit of good in him? It isn't no. our last time seeing Anakin nope. with a little no. bit of good in him. You, you a, see that in Rebels when he fights Ahsoka. Also, Return then, of the Jedi when he dies. And then Return <laughs> of the Jedi. No. Which actually, no. they cut that. They cut that audio. That audio clip was added after Episode Three. Uh, but." To Tim's point, Rebels, when he fights Ahsoka and she hacks off part of his mask, we see his eye and it like, and it like it like stares at her for a second and it like dilates and the color almost seems to flush out of it from the evil Sith eyes and then comes back. It's very interesting and one of my favorite scenes. That fight is... It's it's extremely emotional. Do you remember me texting you while I was watching? I was like, Tim! Yeah. All caps, Tim! Tim. I was like, I, I know, Kevin. I know. I already saw it. I was standing in my living room being like, oh my god, this is amazing. Yeah. How do you feel about Force Ghost, young Anakin? I hate it. Same. I don't know why they touched it. They George, should have left it alone. They should have had uh, old Annie. Uh, George, they could George, in his infinite wisdom, Tim decided to change that. That was George. George? Just like Jabba the Hutt was oh. originally a big Scottish guy. All you he was humanoid. All you say he's so smart, but that 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 was George. Fucking Force Ghost. I don't understand it. He, he has altered, they've altered the, the original trilogy so many goddamn times. Jabba the Hutt originally was not a big lizard. He was a large Scottish man. Who had a, a a furry vest on, and that is why Han Solo goes, Jabba, you're a beautiful human being. He's not though. He's a he's not. <laughs> like, this last time then, he was good. No, it's not because he dies doing a good deed. That is that is the he last time the he's good. Kills the emperor and saves his son. That is the last time he was good. I feel like we're getting all the annoying stuff out of the way on the first and then, episode. And then Luke, Luke literally says, I have to save you. And he goes, Luke, you already have. And then he dies. Uh! Also, I don't understand, like, what happened to Annie in that suit? <laughs> what happened to him? Too many, too many, uh, too many snacks, I guess. Something happened. I mean... If you had machines basically doing all the work for you, you'd get a get a bit. Of That's like Tim's worst nightmare, right there, is that he gets stuck in an android suit and he puts on non-muscle mass over the course of twenty years, and that's how he dies as a chubby little legless. Yeah, but, but okay, okay, hold blob on. Blob of a man. Let's 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 go back. Let's go to episode. Let's go to Rogue One, where 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 Darth Vader is in the in the shuttle and just decimates an entire garrison of people. <laughs> and then you've got that at episode at the end of Return of the Jedi. It's just like, what happened? Where did it wrong? <sighs> Anywho, back to the original question. I hate young Anakin. Um, 
I think the reasoning for that is because that's the last time Anakin was a Jedi, I guess. And like, that's where his, that's how the force preserved his spirit, um, which is bullshit. But I think if you go back and watch the original trilogy, Luke's or uh, Anakin's force ghost is him as he was when he well okay not as he was because man he was all charred and and messed up but it was it was old Anakin and I think that was a beautiful way to show that you know okay he's he died and there he is not having Hayden Christensen who's just a piece of shit there he is there it is Vader killed Anakin though no Vader did not kill Anakin that's a bullshit lie that Obi-Wan told to Anna, to Luke to get him to like to not fixate on his dad being Vader. Like Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan made a lot of mistakes and that was one of them, like manipulating the truth in a way to get Luke to do things was messed up. Um he should he should have told him the truth from the get-go. But like it, Luke literally goes from a moisture farmer to a, a, a soldier in the matter of a day. And so to tell him, hey, by the way, this big badass over here with the red lightsabers, your pops. Like, how do you, how would you feel about that? Like, how would you respond to that? That'd be a huge shock. Look how Luke responds to Vader saying, Luke, I am your father. He freaks out. He's, but that's also because he freaked out more because he believed the lie that Ben told him. Hayden Christensen was a victim of bad writing and directing, and I will fight no, you every Hayden time. No, Hayden Christensen is a he is a he is a victim of bad acting. Thank he is you. a bad actor. Because guess what? Ewan McGregor had the same writers and the same director. And Ewan McGregor nails Obi Wan, a hundred percent. He got that character down. Perfect. Hayden, Hayden is a terrible actor. Hayden Christensen is it's a okay. shit actor. Just say it out loud a few times if you have to. He's a terrible actor. You will try. From my perspective, the Jedi are evil. No, it's just shit acting. <laughs> I still love my theory that the only reason he sold the, the last scene so well is because they were like, all right, fucking light him on fire. It's the only way we're going to get it. <laughs> oh, I hate you. There it is. We finally Let's got it. More of that, Hayden. More of that. More kerosene. <laughs> Throw more kerosene on him. Stop, George. That's why we haven't seen Hayden Christensen ever again, because they actually burned him and cut his limbs off. It was really messed up. Hayden's the best actor in Phantom Menace was the best Star Wars Kappa. Shut so much Kappa. My loins hurt with so much Kappa on that. Natalie Portman was somehow able to pull off her character uh form good. Yeah, the only thing with Natalie Portman and my wife and and uh, Rob from WRS's wife pointed this out to me once and it has stayed with me ever since and I can't get over it and I'm sorry for what I'm about to do to all of you is her eyebrows they do this thing through all three movies and I can't get over it she always her looks eyebrows? like she's about to cry every oh she does have a sad look on her she face she always yeah. the eyebrows just they she's about to break out into tears at any moment that's it other than that she does a great job hmm Hayden is actually a farmer now. I would be after that performance too. <laughs> Wait, he really is? He just farms. He's now? married to uh, what's her name? No way. She was on that show. 
I don't Dixie Country or something. I don't know. My wife watched it. Some city girl that moves to the country or something. She was on. He's married to the lead in that show. They have kids and stuff. So he survived. Oh, he's <laughs> Canadian too. I didn't know that. Oh, now I feel bad. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, Slash and John, we have your book recommendations, and we're going to add them to the list. Uh, Again, if anyone wants to ask questions, book recommendations, we're not going to get to everything tonight. That's what this is going to be a continuing show every Monday. Use the Slido link. Uh, If you're on Facebook, it's in the description. Uh, Command questions on Rachel Bilson. Thank you. Command questions. No, he's not with her anymore. Oh, they broke up? Yeah. They are divorced. Do you want to know who she's with now? Please say Ahmed Best. (laughs) (laughs) She's with Bill Hatter. Oh, wow. Yeah, she left Aiden Christensen for Bill God, he can't even win against men that he's better looking than. Oh, my God. That is... Okay. Poor guy. Oh, they have a really cute kid, though. Anywho, poor Hayden. He can never win. Uh, Zach wants to know what color your lightsaber would be. I would get a dark saber. I would it it would be it would be just hot topic black. Yep. But only one can have a dark saber. I don't give a shit. It would be it would be black. So you are the leader of all of Mandalore? Sure, I just want a black lightsaber. That you or I don't give a shit whatever. Yeah. Kim, do you understand what you're saying right now? Evan, if you have a black lightsaber, it means you are the lord of all of Mandalore. Do you Kevin, understand? Kevin, did you do you understand that the, the dark saber is a real thing? Like when they when when Moff Gideon comes out of his TIE fighter yeah, he, in that shot, yeah. he's actually holding the dark saber like it's actually a real prop and it looks like that. Who gets to like take that, that was, home? I don't know. But like yep. they they added that it was very, very minimal CG that was put on top of that for like the glow, but like it actually it looks like like it. You think it's, it's like so cool. You think it's like joint custody between Dave and John and they get to I take don't it know. home. They trade I, every week. Oh like oh like a hamster that you'd have in first grade. Or yeah. or a child. In yeah, a or divorce. a child in, in joint custody, yes. Yeah, yeah it's like that. John yeah. you know, it's like the Stanley Cup almost. John sleeps with it, he takes fun pictures with it. That's what I would do. Yeah. If Tim and I got the Darksaber for like a month, we would trade it back and forth. We'd fight no, over just, it. I put it up on this wall, and Kevin would never be allowed in my house. I could get in your house. Good. <laughs> if it meant I could be the leader of all of Mandalore, I'd get in your house. I'd probably Weird. just ask your wife nicely, and she'd be like, "Sure, come on in." She probably no. <laughs> you can't let him in. Do you know what you've done? Last question before Tim and I sign off. Again, any piece of literature you want us to check out? Uh, any guests you're interested in us having within reason, for the love of God, don't just say Harrison Ford. Uh, <laughs> anything like that. If there's Star Wars personality, you know, like uh, Tim and I have some 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 ways in getting in touch with some of these larger Star Wars YouTubers. I don't see any reason why we won't be getting some of them on. I do know a lot. Yeah, of you do, big guy. Yeah, this show is going to be better than you thought it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. True. Tim over here. Uh, DM one right now. 
There he goes. He's in. I hooked him. See you in a year, Dave. Uh, so, oh yeah. Oh, my God. I Oh, my God. I could get some of the guys from Battlefront to come on. <laughs> they are some of the biggest Star Wars nerds ever. Told you. Told you. Told you, Chad. Told you. Told you. Told you. Do you have a book we're talking about next week? Next week we're going to talk about uh, what's the series called on Disney Plus? What? Star Wars. What's the series called on Disney oh, Plus? Crap! It's something, something, something Mandalorian. That one. We're going to talk about the, the episodes of that that are out. I'm going to Star Wars Gallery. I'm going to blow through yeah, that. Yeah, there it is. And yeah. we're going to talk Disney, about that. It's, it's, I think it's called the Disney Gallery Mandalorian. Every news. Every news that we. Uh, Yes, Any Star Wars news called. that comes across, we'll talk about that, uh, and we'll yep. take the Q&A time again, but we're, that's going to be the focus of next week. Uh, I have Star Wars from a certain point of view as a book to look at, so Paul's going to take notes. Uh, there it is. And uh, the Bane trilogy, which I've re- read but haven't read for probably 10, 15 years. We're going to mark that down. Uh, so again, use the Slido link. It's in the uh, description on Facebook and on Twitch. It is in que- uh, questions is the command. So last question for the day. What do you all think of the degradation of lightsaber fighting between the prequels and the sequels? Okay, so they're talking about the degradation of how I think they're like so in one, two, and three, four, five, and six. No, I so, think they're saying one, two, and three had better fights than seven, eight, and nine. Which I agree with. Oh. Oh, because I was going to get real technical. Correct Correct me if I'm wrong, person who submitted the question, but that is the way I'm reading the question. Because, okay, so for anyone that doesn't know, the guy who plays Darth Vader, the actual physical Darth Vader, I forget his name, he is classically trained in fencing. And so they used his knowledge in fencing to choreograph the original fight between Vader and Obi-Wan. And then Lucas started going down the road of emulating more of the Western slash um, Japanese samurai movies. And so that's why in episode five and in episode six, lightsaber fighting is not your traditional, like standing there to do, 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 do like thing it's more fluid and it actually looks like they're like fighting with a katana um which i think is like really cool but that explains why the fighting in four sucks compared to five and six episodes one two and three probably the best lightsaber fights that you'll ever see outside of ahsoka fighting maul in clone wars and ahsoka that, fighting vader in so Rebels. honestly i i would honestly say that the clone wars lightsaber duels um and rebel lightsaber duels are probably the coolest lightsaber fights you can ever watch um especially uh obi-wan versus maul the first time when he's fighting with savage when obi-wan fights savage and maul is badass it is a beautiful fight um obi-wan or and then ahsoka versus maul is by far the best showcase of a lightsaber duel you will ever see in the star wars universe currently uh, at this moment in time, seven, eight, and nine, I think they really missed that beat. But I think they were trying to tell a different type of story. Um, because Ray, Ray had no 
real teacher at all. Um, it, it's also talked about in the books, like Ray, Ray's ability to use a lightsaber purely comes from the force. That is it. Her, her ability to swing a lightsaber is something that she feels inside of her. And she goes on with that. Like there are parts in the episode seven book where it talks about like Ray feels a lot of the dark side. She feels rage and hatred. And she uses that as her ability to use her lightsaber. Um, Kylo, Kylo's ability to use a lightsaber. Like I don't understand why he was not more elegant with a blade. Like he's a leader of the Knights of Ren. He was taught. He was I think it's because he's so reactionary in the way he deals with he, things. He's extremely, he's extremely emotional. He's extremely naive. He's young, but at the same time, like he was classically trained by Luke. He was trained by, um, I'm forgetting his name because he really doesn't matter all that much, anyways. Um, who the fuck is this? what the the the, the 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 botched clone, Kevin? I'm totally Snoke. I'm losing him. Snoke. He's taught by Snoke. Um, he's also the leaders of the Knights of Ren. And he can't really swing a lightsaber, um, so it's it's a weird it's a weird thing. But I think they weren't trying to focus on that as much, which sucks because that's such a big part of the theatrical part of Star Wars. Like when you when you when you get deep into Star Wars, lightsaber fights aren't that big of a deal because there's so much more in the universe than just a lightsaber. But it's a staple. It is a a phys- is a visual cue that you go ah Star Wars lightsaber. And then they set the tone, you know, with those fights in one and two and three that were just really cool. So I, I really don't know why they, why they gave that up other than they were trying to tell a deeper story and not focus as much on the lightsabers themselves. I agree with Tim on that one. I, I don't think I could have said it better myself, but yeah, I mean the best to me, the best fight. Excluding... I, I think I think pockets in Twitch chat makes a, a pretty good point. The throne room fight was really good. I, I think that was well. It was well done. It was a very very elegant fight. It was it was fun to watch. Do you consider it a um, lightsaber fight though? Because no, I consider yeah. it just a fight. It was a good fight scene. That was not. That was a fight with lightsabers. It wasn't a lightsaber. It was not a a traditional Star Wars duel. It was just a throne. It was just a fight. Um, that was really, really cool to see because, like, we've never seen, like, Imperial guards, like, use weapons before, which was, like, it was really, really neat. I actually would love to learn more about how those work and, like, what are their power sources and things like that because, like, are they powered by kyber crystals? Like, are they, like, what really goes into those? Because, like, we saw we saw, um, we saw saw whips and, like, there, there are lightsaber whips. I don't, I think those are in universe, not in canon. But there are I've seen I've seen concept drawings and things of a force or a lightsaber whip, not a sword. And it actually is a very fluid, like energy weapon. A great episode um, could be looking at Imperial Guard and looking at how they are in Legends compared to what they are in canon and what we know about them now. Well, the Imperial Guards, they take a, a, a um, I feel I, they, they take a um, they take from the Jedi Guards. Canon they, or you talking canon or Legends? No, I. I'm talking. I'm talking canon. Okay. Like can the canon the canon um, like now now have seen Clone Wars. The Jedi Temple guards remind me a lot of the Imperial guards that you see in Episode Six. They have that same. They have that same look. The same presence. 
Uh, you know, they don't say anything. They stand guard. You know, they're force wielders. They're very, very strong. Um, but they only use they only use their abilities and their weapons when they absolutely must. And and that's the same vibe that I get in the throne room when they're protecting Snoke. Like they're standing there, everybody's quiet, and then Ray makes a move and they're just you know weapons ready. Um, so like that's the vibe that I get is like they, they kind of took from that 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 ideology of like a uh, a jet the Jedi Temple guards. They kind of just took from that guards. and planted them. Temple guards are so cool. Temple guards are dope, dude. Um, I actually found I've actually found someone who does who creates um, the Temple Guard uh, cosplay attire that you could buy, uh, and uh, it's it's very for, very good. We it's need that very good, GCX, Tim. That GCX, <laughs> both of us. It's very good. That's how we can walk the floor without being disturbed. That's true. We could just walk around as as Jedi as Jedi Temple Two guards. Temple Guards. That'd be that'd be yeah. sick. Sit. Well, now we told a bunch of you. So. <laughs> that doesn't work. Chat. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, that's gonna do it for the first episode. We appreciate you hanging out. We're gonna yeah, do this let again. Let us know. Let us know in socials if you are enjoying this. Like tweet at us. You know. Let us know in the comments because I'm sure this is gonna go up on YouTube. Um, let us know. How it like for for you Star Wars fans out there? Is this something that you've been looking for? Is this something that you know you enjoy? And you want to hear more of? Um, you know, and, and and don't hold back. You know, let us you know be be honest with us. We'd we'd love to hear your feedback and shoot any uh, ideas, information, anything through the Slido link as well, so we can uh, kind of organize it all in one place. And next week we're going to talk about the gallery series on Disney Plus. Uh, any news that comes out, anything like that. But chat, Tim, we're going to punch it to hyperspace. You ready? Punch it, dude. He's Darkness429 on Facebook and everywhere else. I'm KMagic101 on Twitch. Kevin Exhibition on Twitter. KMagic101 everywhere else. We are Rare Drop everywhere or Rare Drop Co., but we are out of here. You all have a fantastic evening, and we will see you next Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern or for another for episode. Oh, well, I meant for this. Yeah, we'll see you oh. Wednesday for Jam. There's content on the channel all week. We'll see you later, buds. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.